0: Welcome to another episode of the Military Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Big Chief, and welcome to 2024. This is our first episode of this year. I took a little break over the New Year's because it's important to spend time with family. And I took one day off since we've started. Actually, the first week I took off since we started the podcast. So welcome back. Hopefully you guys are all fat and happy and have made a healthy transition into the new year. Um, It's time to start setting those resolutions in place, whether you want to start losing weight, saving money, get a better job, get promoted, whatever that is. But I hope that you guys took just as much time to make your resolution list as you did making your Christmas list. So as I said, uh, the last podcast I did in December, when I realized the snowman was real, as I watch myself put on a few extra pounds over the holiday season, January has come upon us and it's time for me to start melting the pounds away. So I'm starting my journey uh, with a simple approach uh, called intermittent fasting. For you guys who have never heard of that before, it's essentially where you don't eat for periods of time and then you uh, allocate a small Uh, Window for eating so I started off doing 16 hours of fasting and an eight-hour eating window and Some days I'll do a 20-hour window of Fasting and a four-hour eating window now. This might sound crazy But it works it has great health benefits for your body and The fasting part is not as difficult as some people might think it is so if you think about it if you go to bed, if you stop eating at eight o'clock and you go to bed at nine o'clock, the time that you stop eating, uh, you can start counting your hours into the fast. So that's nine, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So if you skip breakfast by the time you get to 12 o'clock in the afternoon the following day, you have successfully fasted for 16 hours. So that just means you got to skip breakfast and wait till lunch, drink lots of water in between, and you'll cut your calories and start to chop off those pounds. So I think when you first start, you feel really hungry uh, going into lunchtime. But the more that you do it, if you make it to 12, next time I'm trying to make it to one, next time I'm trying to make it to two and shorten those eating windows until you can do about a 20-hour fast and a four-hour eating window. And the trick behind it. Is that you have less calorie intake um, in the small window that you eat. Because by the time you're eating that four hours, you'll get full faster. You're taking less calories. You mix that in with some exercise and reduce your sugar intake, which I have done. I have not had any sugar since, uh, well, actually, I would say processed sugar since uh, 1 January. So that's sodas, candy, cakes, things like that. I cut all the junk food out only drink water with my meals, don't drink my calories. And then every so often, if I feel like eating something, I might have one or two tangerines and that's about it. But that's after um, I've finished my fasting window. Uh, but this is like a good way to get started. Um, it's not complex like all those diets out there. And so far it's working for me. Um, there's a great app that if you guys want to take that journey called Zero. if you download that app, Um, then it helps you track your fasting windows and it shows you all the phases that your body goes through between You know catabolic stages and And um, you go into ketosis and all kinds of stuff like that It shows you different phases that your body goes in as you go through the fasting period So, um, look up some youtube videos learn about the benefits of fasting Uh, what effects it has on the body and prolonging your lifespan and your health and things of that nature but you realize that, uh you know, you really don't need to eat as often as you eat. Cause I mean, if you really think about it, uh, back in the primitive days, our ancestors didn't have 24 hour access to food. They had to run around uh, for long periods of time to catch something to eat. And then when they ate it, then it was back on the grind, uh, running, moving, being physically you know, active. They had to be fast and, and have good endurance to continue to catch food to eat. And nowadays uh, we just go to the grocery store and food is highly accessible. So dogs do it. Um, I watch my dog eat just a little small bowl of of kibbles and then and he's good all day and he's strong and he's running, and he's full of energy. But I think uh, the way that we've adapted to modern society with the thought process that we have to constantly eat all day, constantly shoving food, or food in our mouths, I don't think that's actually um, the way we were designed. So we're more way more efficient than uh than we think we are um so i'm leveraging i'm leveraging that um going into the new year to start start off to drop a few pounds and get ready for the springtime so just dropping you a little bit of things that i'm doing um kind of with the fitness side and i'm also working on like i think i told you guys in december working on my project management certification so i can move up in my professional career so a few things going on for me starting off the new year um And uh, some more interesting things we'll talk about maybe on a future episode of some new cryptocurrency adventures that I've gotten into. So I'm excited to share some of those crazy stories with you guys in future episodes. Um, Going through this year, um, I want to find a focus. I haven't really quite brushed it out yet, flushed it out, uh, but you guys can uh, leave comments on what you would like to hear uh, more conversations about, and I'll be happy to oblige in this episode, I want to talk to you guys about getting the right mindset going into the new year. So last year, uh, probably had some good fortune for some folks. If you were investing in a stock market, there were some things that ran up and some people made some money. Um, globally, there was a lot of challenges in the world um, and you may have brought some of those baggages uh, into 2024 uh success is a mindset it's not a destination it's not a end state uh it is the way you think and the way that you execute and i'm going to give you guys some success mindset ideas in this podcast that you can take with you to conquer your challenges and have a good 2024. so the first thing is if you've come into this new year and you have some dark clouds hanging over your head and you constantly focus on these dark clouds, your future will consistently look grim. There's a saying that the longer that you stare into the abyss, the longer it stares back at you. That sounds a little bit ominous and scary, kind of like when your door's cracked open just a little bit and it feels like somebody's looking at you. Well, if you look into that dark space in that door long enough, you're going to start to feel uneasy whether or not there's something there or not. But that idea pretty much expresses that the more you focus on the negative things that you've brought over with you from 2024, the more it's going to project into your future reality. You have to find bright spots in your life that you can observe. And sometimes we don't have the mental capacity or the the mental room to find those happy places or to allow those positive thoughts to come in our mind. But you can spend time creating those bright spots in your life. If everything is grim right now, um, you can take a little bit of money. If you are having financial problems, $5 a paycheck, $10 a paycheck, whatever it is, start putting this out of a little savings account, someplace where you can watch it grow, take a jar in your house, and start putting money in there, and then take pride and have a good feeling when you see that that money jar grow a little bit at a time, and it becomes more full of coins or dollars, and you realize that you're getting closer, step by step, uh, towards your goals. There's a great app called Acorn that you can download, and helps you to do passive, passive investing. So every time you spend money on your debit card, it takes. Uh, the the next dollar, it rounds up. So if you spend $5.95, it'll round up to $6 and take that five cents and invest it inside that app for you. And you can do reoccurring investments if, you know, daily, weekly, at whatever interval you want. So if you wanna put an extra $5 a week or $10 a week, it helps you to save if that's your goal. The point is, is that you can create bright spots in your narrative. Whatever adversities or challenges that you're going through, whether it's trying to climb out of debt or climb out of legal issues that you uh, may have created for yourself, whatever the challenge might be, you can create bright spots by looking into the future and envisioning what does a better, more desirable situation lifestyle look like for me and what things can I start putting in place now to make that a reality and take those baby steps that lets you know that you're working your way towards that outcome some things that you know for example i like jamaican beef patties and to make them is a pain it's a whole process you got to make the beef you got to get dough you got to roll out the patties you got to take the the beef and put it inside the patty you got to you know fork off the ends of the patty you got to put egg whites on there and you do all this stuff just so you can eat it in two seconds so it's a long process but every step that you take towards creating that outcome, you make the beef and you say, okay, that's done. I know I just got to make the dough and then get it in the oven. So you make the dough and you take one step at a time and you focus on the step that you're taking at that moment and don't think about the long process. Think about the outcome that you want to work towards. And when you imagine having that tangible result in your hands, it makes the challenges, the abyss that you're currently in seems more palatable because you're thinking, yes, I'm in this situation right now, but I see the road that I have to walk one step at a time to get out of my circumstance. The problem is that most people are so caught up in their challenges that they can't mentally think about what is the first thing I need to do to change my circumstance. Takes me into my next point. You have to accept your circumstance before you can start changing it a lot of times people dwell on their situation and say, oh, this situation is so bad and bad things always happen to me. And then I got to do this because of this. And then this is going to happen. And I don't know why this happened to me and blah, blah. And you just keep going on and on about how crappy your situation is, You know, whether I don't have money or I got to deal with legal challenges or whatever. But the moment that you start to accept your circumstance is a moment you can start changing, and sometimes it's not necessarily about changing the circumstance per se. Sometimes it's changing your mindset around the circumstance that you know makes a world of difference. I give you a good example uh, when I deployed to Iraq, and they stuck us in uh, the old Ministry of Defense in the middle of Baghdad. And when I got there, we lived inside of a bombed-out building. It's not the best environment. They stick you inside of a, a, a room with three or four other people. You're peeing in holes in the floor. You got stray dogs everywhere. And it does not feel like home one bit. Uh, over time, we found ways to make that environment feel comfortable and familiar. You know, You do your little things. You hang up your poncho in front of your bed so that way you have a little bit of privacy. You start to make your little snack stash collection in your little corner you start to find ways to put pictures that you get on the walls and after about three months or so it starts to feel like home and it no longer feels like that bombed out building and this is true for being in a foxhole or sleeping in the field uh i've lived in so many adverse non-humane circumstances that most people would say that they, they feel like they're living in a homeless uh, shelter or homeless society, but no matter how adverse the circumstance that I've been in, whether it's sleeping in the tent, in a you know cold environment, being out in the field for 30 days uh, with no resources, eating packs of MRE, it's freezing cold outside, uh, despite those circumstances, after about a week, you eventually acclimate and you get used to the fact that you can't take a shower every day. So what you start doing is using baby wipes or you find a dark spot in the forest and get a water bottle and shower with one water bottle and some soap. And it goes from, Oh man, this sucks. I don't have hot water. I wish I had running water the whole time to eventually just becomes normal to get two water bottles and some soap and first water bottle, get your body wet. You soap up with that second water bottle, rinse the soap off and then you're done. And that becomes normal life. And that kind of goes into accepting, your circumstances before you can start changing it. Now you can deploy for a year or you can be in the field for 30 days in adverse conditions, or you can be dealing with life challenges and you can sit down and complain and complain and complain until it ends. But all you did was reinforce that you're in a crappy situation, you've affected your mental health. And at the end of the day, no matter how much I kick and scream in 30 days in the field, I'm not going to magically poof a pair inside of a five star hotel room. My reality is I'm sleeping inside of a tent and it's negative 10 degrees outside. My rea- reality is I'm deployed and I'm sleeping in a bombed out building or I'm sleeping inside of a, a, a metal shipping container, whatever we slept inside of. And that's my reality. You know, I've, I've slept in the back of Humvees in the middle of the field, I've slept under vehicles. And after you do it one, two, three, four, five times, it becomes normal. And and that's the thing that most people try to mentally wish their situations away. They want to scream and cry their situations away. Yes, when you first experience a difficult, life changing circumstance, you'll have a emotional uh, reaction. But over time, you know, give yourself, you know, give yourself that time to accept it. it might take you twenty four hours, might take you a week, but don't do it forever. Accept your circumstance, and then get used to it. Um, you have to. You know, a lot of times people want slow things fast. And what I mean and what I mean by that is, you know, if you're making a brisket or if you're making a pot roast, it takes a long time in the oven to make a pot roast. Some things take hours in the crock pot to cook. If I take a pot roast and threw some seasoning on it and put it in the microwave for 30 minutes, I can guarantee that everybody's going to look at me like I'm crazy and it's going to taste like crap. And that, that's really uh, the process of change. So when you take that brisket, I love to do brisket, so I use that as an example. I know I can't just throw a bis- brisket in the oven for an hour and then be prepared to serve it to people. Sometimes it takes me 16 hours on a smoker to make a brisket that we're probably going to eat in you know a day or two. And the idea is that sometimes in life, the change The desirable end state takes time and it's not going to come quick. You know, if you save dollars at a time, if you save pennies at a time, it takes a while before that becomes some impactful money that you can use for something. When you're building up yourself for a career or you're changing your social setting or you're redefining your image, that takes time. If people know you to be one way, whether it's you're a thug, you're a gangbanger, you're unsuccessful, you're immature. It takes time to rewrite that narrative. You might be trying to prove to people in 2024 that you're on a new path. You set resolutions and you're going to change. And people are probably like, yeah, right. You're going to be the same person. You're just talking whatever. But you have to believe it. You have to change your mind and you have to be willing to take the long road uh, to get to that, that end state. You can't have slow things fast. Weight loss takes time. You know, it's not going to be like, oh, I have a resolution to lose twenty pounds, and it's not going to be two weeks later where you step on the scale and you're like, ooh, and on at your results. It might take you six months, it might take you the whole year, but consistency is key in, in changing your life. You have to pick a direction and go. Same thing like land navigation. You know, I figure out where I want to go, I put my point on the map, I measure the distance and figure out how many how many steps I got to take to get there, and then I start walking. And I start walking and you count one step at a time and you keep stopping every so often. You take your compass out, you shoot your azimuth, you shoot the direction you need to walk. Okay, yep, I'm going, I know 270 degrees that direction. And then you just keep checking your azimuth every so often. And your azimuth is the direction that you're walking and make sure you're continuously marching towards your end state. And you have to take the same mindset when you're changing your life. Every so often you have to stop and say, okay, we're, one month into the new year, I said I was going to do this. Let me check where I'm at. Am I doing the right things to contribute to my end goal? Am I thinking the right way? Am I in the success mindset? Am I thinking about um, how I can move towards my goal? Am I being resilient? Am I doing everything I need to do to achieve my goal? And if you say, yep, check, 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 then you shot your azimuth and then you keep marching towards your goal. But if you do a a self-assessment and you realize that you're starting to slip. You're focusing on negative things. You said you were going to stop doing certain things, whether it's um, cutting back on alcohol, cutting back on gambling, saving more money, whatever it might be. If you realize that you're starting to roll back, it's OK. When you do land navigation, sometimes you, you know, don't feel like stopping every two seconds to check where you're going. But I've done this several times and this is how you get lost in the forest is, you know, you say, OK, I know every." Um, you know, uh, 60 steps, every 100 steps for me is 1,000 meters, you know. So, okay, well, my target is 5,000 meters that way. So then you you just don't feel like constantly checking your azimuth. So while you're walking that 1,000 meters, you take for granted that you have the ability to walk straight. But then while you're walking through that forest and you think you're walking straight, you're stepping over branches, you're dodging thorn bushes, you're dodging wild animals, you're dodging huge spider webs, So every so often, you're veering off your path, and then eventually, after doing that one or two times, a little step to the left, a little step to the left, a little step to the left, if you're not checking your azimuth, the next thing you know, when you pull out that compass, a thousand steps later or 500 steps later, you realize that you're way off from the direction you're supposed to walk. So every so often, it becomes important to pull out that compass and check your azimuth to make sure that you're not walking in vain. And it's the same thing like in life you know those little steps to the right little steps to the left they happen because you know you might say i want to be a better person and then your spouse pisses you off and then you end up yelling and cursing and you go drink because you feel frustrated or your kids might you know make you upset or your parents might make you upset or you might lose your job or whatever it might be it might be things can happen the future is unpredictable but again that's why success is a mind state it's not an end state So you have to figure out, how can I put those resilient thoughts in my head that when I start to veer off of my goal, I can do an azimuth check, remember what I was trying to do, and then continue to march towards that. Um, I feel like a lot of times uh, people think that change is going to be easy. Um, They think that, you know, it's just a matter of if I do this thing for a short period of time i can achieve the success that somebody else i mean when you look at a finished meal um you don't realize how much work went into creating that wheel that meal and um you know i have a perfect example i have uh, at my job um I, I produce this report at the end of each week it's called a weekly activity report and and my boss didn't realize how long it took to compile that report, he just knew that on Fridays he had it in his inbox, and this happened week after week after week. So one day he comes up to me and he says, "He says, uh, Mike, I want to, uh, I want to take some things off your hand because I know you got a lot of stuff going on operationally. So I'll do the report from now on, and uh, you just focus on the operational stuff because you got a lot of stuff going on." So I said, "Okay, boss, you know I appreciate that." So I gave him all the reports, and the Friday came. It was time for him to do the report. So I went and sat with him, and then he was like, okay, so how do I put this, this report together? So I started showing him the process that it took to create this report. And uh, I think the, f- the first or the second click that he had to make, he was like, oh, hell no, nah. this is taking way too long. This is a lot of stuff going on. I didn't realize he had to do all this stuff just to produce this report. He, and he didn't realize the what went into that slow-baked process. And... And this was only like two clicks in we hadn't even gotten to the complicated stuff yet so after i calmed him down and i said okay let's refocus i'm going to show you we got to get through this i know that this is nerve-wracking for you but we got to get this report up to the corporate level so we go back to it and i'm showing all these clicks and formatting and all kind of stuff that has to happen And and he i think almost had a mini stroke when he saw how much time it took to put this report together because ultimately It could take you about maybe an hour, hour and a half to compile this report. And uh, he thought that what he was seeing, the finished result, he thought that was just a matter of click, click, send. He didn't realize how much work actually went into that. And I think that's true for a lot of people when they observe other folks' success. They they think that, well, I'm frustrated because I said I was going to commit to change. I said I was going to become a better person. And I thought that it was going to take me two weeks. It was going to take me two months. It's going to take me six months and I would achieve what this other person achieves. And then a lot of times they tap out from their journey to becoming better. But what's on the other side of tapping out? The What's on the other side of tapping out is more of the same thing that you've been dealing with or something worse. But what's on the other side of effort is change. And change is a metamorphosis. It's a process. It's a transformation that is uncomfortable. And if it's comfortable and it's familiar, then it's not really change. Change requires pain. My son is growing up. Most of the time he comes to me and he says, dad, my legs are hurting. My knees are hurting. You know, these are called growing pains. Like physically changing as a person is painful. Um, you know, if you grow wisdom teeth, that's a change inside your mouth. We all know that's uncomfortable. Um, Changes is, is not a comfortable experience, but you have to be uh, willing to go through it. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of times folks get comfortable in their dark places and they don't realize that being unhappy becomes a, a, uh, a comfortable place because you know how to be unhappy. It's, it's easy. It's automatic. It doesn't require effort. All you have to do is just wake up and then just be mad at everything and, and, and yell and scream at everything and blame everything on everybody else. That's the easy part. The hard part is, is being accountable is to say, why am I unhappy? What am I doing to contribute to my unhappiness? Let me try to not fall into those thinking traps of me, me, me. Always, 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 never, never, never. Those are called thinking traps. Things always happen bad to me. I'm always the one that loses out. I'm always the victim. You know, nobody ever does this for me. You know, I never get a chance. You know, these words, always, 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 never, 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 um, you know, these are words that uh, start off the thought process of what we call a thinking trap. So if you find yourself using those thought processes, or using those words, then chances are you have to improve your resiliency. You have to improve your perspective. So gratitude is a powerful emotion. And gratitude means that you have the ability to look at your circumstance and hunt for the good parts of it. Find the silver lining in your situation. Yeah, everything sucks but this. And you know, I, I remember when I was in the, uh, in the field, my, the last unit I was in before I retired, um, I had this sleeping bag I had just bought. And the first night that I went to sleep in the field, I thought it was going to be nice and warm outside. And uh, it was freezing cold. And i remember my head was sticking out the bag um i was sleeping on the floor in my tent i could feel the 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 coldness of the floor sucking all the heat out of my body and and my nose was freezing and my ears were freezing and i was like man this sucks so i slept like that the first night just uncomfortable miserable and and the next night i went to sleep and i said okay i remember how crappy it felt the previous night sleeping on the floor in my tent so this next night I decided to not just hate the situation, but to do something about it. So, you know, I had some installation, uh, matting and I laid it down, uh, on the floor of, of my tent. And then that night, rather than sleep with my face out of the tent, I put on a, you know, a hat and I went all the way inside my tent and then I zipped it all the way up from the inside. And I was in there like a little maggot, just squirming around inside my, uh, inside my tent. But, I mean, that night I slept like a baby because the heat from my breath started to warm up inside the bag. And then all of a sudden I fell asleep and I forgot that I was in a cold tent. But in the morning when I zipped that thing open, I felt like I was sticking my head in a refrigerator because I didn't realize how comfortable I had gotten inside of my sleeping bag. But, you know, that's the, you know, the mindset when you start to observe my circumstance the first night, I didn't like it. I got over in 24 hours and figure out a solution for it. And then that no longer became a challenge in my life. It became the next thing is well, how can I make make things better? Because it's good right now. I found a way to make it um, accommodating, uh, and how can I make it better? So there's always ways to find um, to find things that you can do to make your circumstance more palatable, and that's what you got to do in 2024. You know, take a look at your circumstance, figure out ways that what you're dealing with beca- can become a little more tolerable and create those bright spots. They're not always gonna automatically come to you. You're not gonna wake up one day and there's gonna be something that's shiny and nice in your life for you to look forward to. Sometimes you have to create those opportunities. So take those steps in those directions, introduce new people, new opportunities, start you know, finding some professional development, personal development, um, self-help resources, and you can really start to change the way that you look at life in 2024. So I hope that you guys start this year strong and and stay committed to changing yourselves, changing your lives. This, was, this is going to be a great year. I'm 100% confident of it. And I'm looking forward to having uh, lots of good conversations, 52 weeks worth of conversations with you guys. So thanks for listening. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.